Shalom to all. Today's office site of Tazayin. We are starting the fifth line with the words Ibayolahu. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarbas, Rabbi Yaakov Meisha, her Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechmiel Mardechai Ben Chaim, his Neshama should have an Aliyah. And we continue talking about the May Saita. There's water that the site is going to drink. And the Gemara says Ibayolahu. They ask the following question: Ain Sham Afar? Let's say there's no Afar. There's no dirt on the floor of the Mishkan. Maushiyitin Afar. Are they allowed to put Afar, which is ashes? Now, how do you know the difference between Afar and Afar? Which ones with an Ayin? Which ones with an Aleph? So here's an easy way to remember. Ashes start with an A, and Afer, which is ashes, starts with an Aleph. So you have an Aleph and an A, there you have it. Afer with an Aleph is ashes with an A. So are we allowed to use Afer, ashes, instead of Afar, which is dirt? So there's no question according to Beishamai. Da'ami, they say, There's no case where Afer is called Afar. What's the question? According to Beishil. Da'ami, they say, That Afer, ashes, is sometimes called Afar. My, what's the halacha? Even though ashes are sometimes called Afar, over here by the May Saita, it says Mishkan. So that would be excluding Afer, which is ashes. I don't know, perhaps, maybe the words Mishkan are coming to teach us what Isi ben Yehuda or Isi ben Menachem had told us yesterday is teaching us, and therefore would be able to say that Afer, ashes, are allowed to be used. So Gemara says, Tashma, we have an attempted Raya. There are three places where the Halacha, meaning the Halacha Lamaish Misinai, Akeves means overrides a pasuk. And what are those three places? Number one, Hatar Amr the Torah says Ba'afar. The dirt has to be used for Kisu Adam. When we shecht a chaya or a bird, so we have to do Kisu Adam. We have to cover the blood, and the pasuk says Afar. It has to be covered with dirt. But the halacha, the halacha much Misinai, is Bechal Davar. We can use anything to cover it with. It doesn't have to be dirt. Number two, Hatar Amr the Torah says Batar. A Nazir is not allowed to shave his head with a razor. But the halacha, the halacha much Misinai, is Bechal Davar. Then he's not allowed to shave his hair with anything, not only razor. And lastly, Hatar Amr the Torah says. Sefer, that when a get is written for a woman, it has to be written on a sefer, which means a piece of parchment. It can be written on anything, be written on a piece of wood, or something similar to parchment. Now, if you want to say that it's true, that afer is allowed to be used and it doesn't have to be afar, so we should count this as well. Rabbi Shemal should have also mentioned this in his list. He should have said that afar has to be used for the saita according to the Torah, but really anything could be used. And since this wasn't mentioned in the list, it must be that afer is not allowed to be used. The Gemara says that's not a raya, ton of a shear. He taught a list, but he also left some out. Now, this is an important site over here. Sometimes a list of something is given in a Mishnah Brisa, and then it turns out that something might have been left out of that list on purpose. Now, that doesn't necessarily indicate a problem, because the Tanu doesn't have to mention every single thing that fits under the category that's being discussed. However, as the Gemara is going to say, a Tanu will never leave only one thing out. There will always be at least two things left off the list. So whenever the Gemara answers, oh, Tanu Vashir, we have a list that was taught, but we left something out. The Gemara will almost always follow with the question, okay, so my Shir, the high Shir, what? else did he leave out? And that's exactly what the Gemara says now. If you're going to tell me that really Afar should have been on this list, so my shear, the high shear, what else was left out that this was left out? So the Gemara answers, Shear Mitzayra. Mitzayra was left off the list. The Tanya of Abraisa. The Pasuk says, I'll be on the seventh day of his hair process. He shall shave all of his hair. Now, Klal, that's a general rule. He has to shave all his hair. The Pasuk then says, that he shaves his head, his beard, and his eyebrows. Prat, so that's a specification. Then the Pasuk says, he shall shave all of his hair, once again, now the Torah is giving us a klal, a generalization. Klal upratu klal. When we have a generalization, a specification, and then afterwards another generalization, so we have to don elokena prat. The way to understand this is that you focus on the prat, on the specification. And what's the specification here? Ma prat mufurish, makam kinosar venira. Just like the prat is talking about something where we have a whole gathering of hair and it's visible, such as hair on the head or beard. So af kinosar venira. So too, the mitzayra has to shave any place where he has.
has hair that's gathered together and it's visible. So my Rabbi, what are we including by that? Rabbi Sehara Glaim, we're including the hair of the legs, which is specifically referring to the pubic hair. So my Miet, what are we excluding? Miet Beis Hashechi Udekulei Gufei. We're excluding hair on the armpits, which might be gathered together, but it's not visible. And the hair on the rest of the body, such as on the arm and on the legs, it might be visible, but it's not gathered together. Now, even though we have this wonderful drush from the Pasuk, nonetheless, Vehilchasa, the Halach of Sinai is, the Megalech Kedalas, that we shave Metzairo as smooth as a gourd, meaning he gets all of his hair shaved. Then on we have Mishnah, Balel Hakavis HaMetzairo, when he comes to be Makif the Metzairo, meaning when the Kayin comes to shave the Metzairo, Mavir Tarel Kabasarai, he passes the razor over all of his flesh, he shaves all of his hair, Fikhtani Seifa, and the Seifa says, Ubayim Hashim Megalchai, and on the seventh day he should shave him, Teglachas Shnik, Teglachas Rishayna, we learn that the second shaving of the Metzairo is like the first shaving of the Metzairo, and it's on the whole body. So we see that a Metzairo also, even though the Torah tells us only shave these parts and not those parts, the Halacha Sinai says that we shave everything. So this was also left off the list. But then the Gemara is going to bring a few reasons why that's not true. So Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, he says, no. What's on this list of things that Halacha Sinai overrides? That's when Halacha Sinai overrides a Pasuk. This is not overriding a Pasuk. This is Aikiv Adurabanon. What does it mean Adurabanon? This is a Jurasha based off of a Pasuk, but it's not an explicit Pasuk that tells us that this is what we have to do. So it's not considered like it's being left off the list. Now, Papa Amr, he says, What do we have on this list? When the Halacha Meshmi Sinai not only overrides, but uproots what the Pasuk says. This case of Mitzayra might be overriding what the Pasuk says, but it's adding on to the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, do these places, and the Halacha Meshmi Sinai is adding on more places, but it's not uprooting the Pasuk. And lastly, Ravashi Amr, he says, Hamas Nisa Mani, who's the Brisa? Rabbi Shmuel, he. The Brisa is Rabbi Shmuel. The Darsh Kali Prati, he dashes using Klal and Prat. So therefore, according to Rabbi Shmuel, we're limited with Mitzayra. Some places are shaved, some places not. Whereas Tetzayinu based on top, Kedalas Mani, who's the Mishnah of the last, that we have to shave a Mitzayra like a gourd, Rabbi Kiva, he. That's according to Rabbi Kiva. Didarsh Ribuye Umeyute, he darshins Ribuye Miyot. So really this Mishnah, which is not like the Brisa, is a totally different Tana, and Rabbi Shmuel is not the Tana of the Mishnah, and therefore wouldn't have a question on this list, which came from Rabbi Shmuel. Now, where do we see this in Rabbi Kiva? The Tanya of a Brisa, it says in the Pasuk, will be on the seventh day that he shaves all of his hair. Reba, that's a reboy, that's an inclusion. The Pasuk then says, as Roshiv has a kind of as Gabbas Enov, his head, his beard, and his eyebrows. Miet, that's a limitation. As Kosari Galech, Chazvariba, that's once again a reboy. Reba, Umiet, Veriba, when you have a reboy, then a Miot, and then reboy in the Pasuk. Reba Hakal, that's including everything. My Reba, what does that mean? We're including everything. Reba the Kulei Gufe, we're including his whole body needs to be shaved. Umay Miet, so what's the Miot? Miot Seir Shabbosechachaitem, it excludes the hair that's inside the nose. According to Bekiva, that doesn't have to be shaved. But again, we see that this mission is totally not like the Brisa, and we originally used this Mishnah to ask on this list of Rabbi Shmuel, but now that we see that the Mishnah is not Rabbi Shmuel and the Brisa is, so his Mishnah can't be used as a question in Rabbi Shmuel. But now the Gemara goes back to our original question, my Havala, what's the Psakdin? If we don't have Afar, if we don't have dirt, are we allowed to use Afer, ashes? So Gemara says, Tashma, Amrav Hunabar Ashi, Amrav, Ancham Afar, if there's no Afar, maybe Rav Kukes Yerek or Makadesh, he brings dust of a vegetable that decayed and he's Makadesh it and uses that instead. Now, since we see that we don't have to use Afar, we could use this dust of a decayed vegetable, it must be that we could use Afer as well. Then the Gemara says, Velahi, that's not so. Rav Kuk is Yerek, Hudavai Afar, dust of a decayed vegetable, that would be called Afar, that would be called dirt. But Afer, Lahavai Afar, Afer, ashes, is not necessarily Afar. Now we had said in the Mishnah, Kadesh Amayim, enough dirt has to be placed on the water so that dirt can be seen on the water. Now, Tanar we have a Brisa, there are three things that we have to be able to see them. Afar Saita, this dirt that's being placed in the water, there's Saita, the Afer Para, and when we're dealing with the Para Duma, and we're making this water mixture with the ashes of the Para Duma, the ashes have to be visible in the water, the Reik Yavama, and the Spit of Yavama. When we're going 
going through the chalitza process, the Yavama takes off the shoe of the Yavam and she spits towards him. So we have to be able to see that spit. And Mishra Rabbi Shmuel, I'm really saying the name Rabbi Shmuel, Aftam Tzipar, even the blood of the bird. Now this is referring to a Mitzvah's Tahara process. As we're going to see soon in the Gemara, a bird is shechted into a vessel that has water in it and the blood goes into the Kli. And what Rabbi Shmuel is saying is that we have to be able to see the blood in the water. So now the Gemara asks, my time is Rabbi Shmuel. What's Rabbi Shmuel's reasoning? Where does he get this from? That's because the Chsiv, it says in the Pasuk regarding and he shall dip them. This is talking about the Eitz Erez, Ezoi, Vushni, Toilas. That's part of the Mitzvah's higher process. They shall be dipped in the Dam Hatzipor. Now, Vatanya, we have a Brysa. The Pusuk says, Bedam, that it should be dipped in the blood. So, Yachal Bedam Vlai Bemayim, you might think that means dip it in the blood and not in the water. But then, Tom Belaymer, the Pusuk also says, Bemayim, it should be dipped in the water. Now, Imayim, if we're only going to be focusing on that part of the Pusuk, Yachal, you might think, Bemayim Vlai Bedam, that these have to be dipped in the water and not in the blood. But Tom Belaymer, Bedam, that's why the Pusuk also says, Bedam. So, Hakate how are we supposed to satisfy both of these Pusukim? We have the word Bedam, we have the word Bemayim. What are we supposed to do? So the answer is, maybe Mayim Shadam Tzipor Nikar Bahen. The kind brings water, that the blood of the Tzipor is recognizable in this water. So we have blood and water together in the same Kli, and that's what we're referring to. And Vakama, how much water is that? Revius, that's Revius. Now, for Rabbanu, and the Rabbanu argue with Rabbi Shmuel, so how do they understand the Pasuk? Haulagufei, that Pasuk is necessary for it itself, it's not used for a drasha. This is what the Torah is saying. Atbil Bedam Uvemayim, dip these things in blood and in water. So the Pasuk is not extra to tell us his drasha that the blood has to be recognizable in the water. Now, for Rabbi Shmuel, what would he respond to that? That in Cain, if that's all the Pasuk's telling us, so all the Pasuk should say is dip them. Why does the Pasuk have to specify in the blood and in the water? So it must be, that it has to be recognizable, I have to be able to see the blood in the water. For Rabbanon, what would they respond to that? Is that if the Pasuk only wrote I would think that I should first dip it in the water and then dip it in the blood or vice versa, but I dip them separately. That's why the Pasuk specifies meaning the water and the blood have to be mixed together. Now for Bishmal, what would he respond to that? In regards to the water and blood being mixed together, we have a totally different Pasuk for that. The Pasuk says and that Pasuk tells me that I shech the bird over the kli that has the water in it. So it's obvious that the blood is being mixed with the water. Now for Abundant, they would respond to that is that if I only had that Pasuk, I would think that we should shech the bird over the kli that has the water in it. But then we should pinch the vridin, which are the vessels that the blood comes out of, and don't let the blood actually come out into the kli, and catch the blood in a totally different vessel. And that way we're making the Pasuk of shechling the bird over the kli that has the water, but who says that the blood actually goes into the water? Kamash Malan, that's how we have this other Pasuk of Bidam Ubamayim that tells us that the blood has to be mixed together with the water. Now, continue to talk about Mahu. Let's say this bird that we're shechting over the water is too big and it pushes away the water, which means there's so much blood coming out of this bird that it doesn't look like there's water here at all. It looks like there's only blood. Or the bird is too small and there's not enough blood coming out of the bird and therefore it looks like it's only water and it doesn't look like there's any blood. What's the halacha? So Amrlei, Rabbi Zayr told him, Haven't I told you? Don't take yourself out of the confines of halacha. The Rabbanu were mishayar that how much water do we have to use? Water that's good for tzipor drar. A tzipor drar is the type of bird the Torah says that we're going to be shechting. Since we have a specific amount of water and we're shechting a tzipor drar, the Chachamim knew that there's no bird which is too big, that there's going to be too much blood, that it's not going to look like there's water, and there's no bird of this kind that's too small, that there's not going to be enough blood, that it's going to look like there's only water. And now back to the Meisaita. Tanar Banu, we have a Hiktim offer Lamayim, 
puzzle. The Tanakhama says, if he was making the dirt to the water, it's puzzle, which means the kind who's dealing with the Saita took the klicheres, put some dirt into it, and then put water into it. So that's puzzle. Reb Shimon Mach, Reb Shimon says it's kosher. Ask the Gemara, my time is Reb Shimon, what's Reb Shimon's reasoning? Answers the Gemara, the Chsevka says in the Pasuk, and they shall take for the Tame from the offer of the burnt Chatos. Now, this is referring to the Paraduma. Vitanya the Brisa says, Amr Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon tells us, who are the ashes of the para afar? Remember, afar means dirt. The ashes of the para are afar. They're ashes. They're not dirt. So why is it the Pasuk's calling this burnt chatas, again, which is the para duma, afar? That doesn't make sense. It's the wrong word to use. It must be that shina kasav mashmai, the Pasuk changed in its mashmos, lidan menu gzer shava, to learn gzer shava from it. Namar Khan, it says over here by para duma, afar. Namar laulan, it says over there by saita, afar. Malalan, just like by saita, afar al gabe mayim, the dirt has to be placed onto the water, Afkan, so to by Paraduma, Afra al Mayim, the dirt has to be placed on the water. Even though it's not dirt, it's ashes, but we're specifically using the word dirt to say that the ashes of the Paraduma are just like the dirt of the Mesaita. And furthermore, Umakan, just like over here by Paraduma, Hikdim Afra Lamayim, if you put the ashes before the water, Kasher, it's Kasher, Afalan, so to over there by Saita, Hikdim Afra Lamayim, Kasher, if he puts the dirt in before the water, it's Kasher. Now the Gemara just asked, Vahasa Minolan, how do we know over there, meaning by Paraduma, if the ashes are placed before the water, that it's okay. So the more answer is, Trey Kroy Ksivi. We have two Psukim. Ksivit says in one puzzle in regards to the water, Allah, that the water shall be placed on it. Alma Efer Beresha, Mashma, that the ashes were first and the water is being placed on the ashes. Uksiv, but then another puzzle says, Mayim Chaim Al Keli, that the Mayim Chaim has to be placed into the Kli. Alma Mayim Beresha, Mashma, that the water goes first because when the water is being placed into the Kli, it's just a Kli and there's nothing else there, not even ashes. So it seems to be we have a stira. How do we understand this? These two psukim are telling us that it doesn't make a difference what goes first. If the ashes go first, if the water goes first, it's all okay. Now for Abanon, so how do they learn? El Kelly Dafka. When it says that the Maim Chaim has to be placed into the Kli, that's Dafka, which means the water has to be placed into an empty Kli. Allah, when the Pasuk says that the water has to be placed on it, Mashmah that the water is placed on the ashes, the Hainu that the ashes could be there first, that just means the Arvon that they have to mix the ashes and the water. Meaning once the water was put in and then the ashes were put there afterwards, so when the Pasuk says Allah that the water has to be on the ashes, that's mashma that now we have to mix the water so the water also goes on top of the ashes, but not that the ashes could be in there first. Ask the Gemara, maybe it should be the other way around. Maybe the word Allah in the Pasuk is Dafka, meaning that we should put the ashes in first and then put the water on top. And Al-Keli is Maybe the word Al-Keli is telling us that the chiyas of the water should be in the Kli, meaning that the water has to be filled up directly from the source, directly from the spring, and that we can't transfer it from a different vessel. So Gemara says, no. Just like we find in other places that the thing which is considered the machshir is on top, such as by Saita, the dirt is the machshir and that's placed on top. And by Metzayra, the Dam Tzipar is the machshir and that's placed on top of the water. Afkan so to over here by Paraduma, Machshir Lamala, the Machshir goes on top. And what's the Machshir over here? The ashes of the Paraduma, that's Machshir the water. So that goes on top and it doesn't go in first. We're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow with the brand new Mishnah, continuing to talk about the process of the Saita. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.